1: So strap yourselves in and hold
0: on to your butts. It's thunder quack time! Hello and welcome back to the Thunderquack Podcast, the official podcast of Thunderquack.com, which you can get early every Tuesday over at patreon.com slash thunderquack, just like our Patreon producers, Brian Morowski and JJ Samuel, do. Or you can wait and get it late every Friday on podcast services across the galaxy. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen.
1: And I'm your other host, Amanda Conkin.
0: I uh, and okay. I haven't I haven't intro to podcast in, in like two weeks Ooh. and that one, that was, pretty perfect. That was pretty perfect. First try. Good job.
1: That's a little, uh, it, it was, it was tough. I did not intro it first time last time.
0: No. Did you have to do it multiple times?
1: I did. I had to do it twice.
0: Uh well, the listeners would not have known it because obviously I didn't include those when I edited oh, the episode, but okay. uh, thank Thank you. Thank you uh, for you and Ryan uh i i picking up the slack for me last week um it was was fun
1: we ryan feels really bad i always freak out about how the recording's going and i thought my internet was funky but it was there was something on the mic end and so i think that the the recording isn't as clean as it could be so yeah he he yeah he had he had a a lot of
0: clicks and stuff on his end this stuff happens but Um, uh, I did my best to clean it up and I think I made it listenable. Appreciate it. uh, Thank you.
1: But we'll get better. You'll eventually be able to leave me with the podcast and know (laughs) that I won't, I I will say me and Ryan, it's now our second time. We have to do it at least one more time together because I think the first time we ever podcasted together, it didn't pick up his side of the audio like at all for the first like 20 minutes of us recording. Mm -hmm. Anyways, a little glimpse behind the curtain here at Thunderquack.
0: Um, Well, regardless, thank you for for uh for for filling in uh uh, for me Uh, or however that works i don't know i think Uh, it was
1: i yeah i liked it that i was filling in for you and then ryan was filling in for me that's how that works right yeah
0: (laughs) um and uh and and you guys are probably wondering why are we getting episodes two weeks in a row are you guys going back to doing episodes every week no we're not (laughs) no you're not um Stuff in my life is a little bit crazy at the moment, uh, a little bit, a little bit topsy turvy. So, I uh, so we're switching around the this weekend, next week. So next week, uh, you guys are going to get I uh, uh, metaphysical fiction with Carl and I, and we're going to talk about Independence Day, um, which we were originally slated to do this week, which would have made more sense because we're a little bit closer to July Fourth. But uh we're still in the month of July, so it's all right. Um it all
1: counts. It
0: can And that so that means that you guys are getting two weeks in a row of Thunderquack, uh, and then you'll get uh uh metaphysical fiction and then and then the next week after that will be the exclusive uh off the record uh for for July. Um or will that one be in August? I don't know. I'd have to look at the map. It'll, be, the July
1: then, it'll, then it'll back- be July because then then we're back Cause then we're back August 2nd, which is, uh, yeah. August long weekend.
0: That so. makes sense. That That'll makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, that's why I, and, I uh, and, and also I thought like this works well cause cause I wasn't on last week. It's, yeah. it's you been a while since you. Yeah. you and I have chatted. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I, we have a lot to talk about, but we're not allowed to talk about it on this show. <laughs> um, yeah that's fair we've both seen black widow whoop, whoop. i think we might have different opinions on it
1: oh okay. we're gonna
0: save that for for enough said for when we record that later this week with curtis um i have a lot to say about black widow both good and bad i i my I review like my whole- is mixed i'll say
1: nice. Sorry. I went with my whole family, which was kind of nice, like because I'm in the Okanagan, so I'm visiting them and that we I haven't <laughs> my whole family. Sorry. Oh, bless you, Michael. Um I I just realized how weird it is to call you Michael. I never call you Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, I went with my whole family, which was super weird because, you know, it's not only like just coming out of the pandemic, but also just cuz I never see them, which is good. But my sister I was like she was like, which ones do I have to see? And I was like, you don't have to see any of them really to watch it. Like it comes after it's like in the mid it's like a prequel. It's like in the middle of, of the other stuff. Because I know that she'd seen like the original Avengers. But it turns out like she hadn't seen like anything. And so I thought that she knew what happens in Endgame and she didn't. So the post credit scene was spoilerific for her. So <laughs> it was fun. I anyway. I am
0: I am of the opinion that with something that is in the cultural zeitgeist like Endgame was, yes. that if if Two years after it has come out, and what actually were, are we two almost years three. or three years? No, 2019, three. right? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I uh, it's it's just over two years. So two years after it came out, if you haven't seen it, if you don't know what happens in it, that's on you. That's not spoilers. <laughs> it's that's, it's no, it's you. fair.
1: I just like, feel like I didn't I didn't shield her from that because I knew that the movie proper probably wouldn't have spoilers yeah. in it, but I should have known that the post-credit scene would have. But, like,
0: and, here's here's the thing on this. It doesn't matter for her, right? Guess, like, does no, it matter? I
1: guess it doesn't, because she doesn't really... But anyways, I'm excited, because she's now wanting to watch and go through all of them. So before yeah. I leave the Okanagan next weekend, I'm going to go and make her watch Captain Marvel, because she hasn't watched Captain Marvel. At least she thinks she hasn't. I can't believe it. She doesn't remember if she's seen them. Like... <laughs>
0: Like, bingo it's
1: like, so upsetting bingo. that she doesn't like remember. she like was watching Civil war she's like oh I've already seen this one and I was like what the heck Sarah You're exactly ridiculous.
0: exactly Anyways. so anyway as we've we've talked about many times before and I have said on Twitter a whole, uh, an, an awful lot some people go to a movie and they experience <laughs> that movie for those two hours two and a half hours uh however long it is ninety minutes maybe. And then they leave the movie theater and then it has no impact on their life.
1: I just don't get that. (laughs) Like, absolutely
0: not. Like they just like, it was a thing that they did no different than like, like, let's say, let's use mini golf as an example. If you go and play mini golf, it's not like you leave the mini golf course and like for the rest of your life, you're like, wow, that mini golf course. (laughs) <laughs> right, it's a th- it's a thing that you did, and if yeah. somebody says, "Have you played mini golf at that mini golf course?" you go, "Yeah, yep, I have." And it's like, "Do you remember it? I think there was a windmill." Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember it. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. how that's how some, maybe even most people, interact with film. I uh, we are not those people, obviously, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, and every movie that I see, good bad or ugly i uh, has a lasting effect on me for the rest of my life <laughs> <laughs> right because it's like if it's a good movie then i carry that with me in a positive way if it's a bad movie like the rise of skywalker then i carry that with me in a very <laughs> negative way uh and if it's an ugly movie then i i there's a, mo- there's a movie that i watched in film school called Leolo. i may have brought it up in the past but uh it's uh, it's what i would consider an ugly movie it's i think oh. it's italian i'm pretty sure it's italian um it is it's one of those movies that's like it's absurd and um uh, uh european and <laughs> like uncomfortable for the sake of being uncomfortable oh yeah um and certainly, I mean, if I watched it today, I'd probably have a much different experience of it than I did when I was 18. Uh, hey, hey, Fair. heads up. If there are any 18 year olds listening to this podcast and you're considering going into film school, the best advice that I can give you, wait at least two years. Yeah. At least two years, if not like closer to seven. So you do you not have the life experience in? yet yeah. to, to get what you need to get. From that experience, unless the only thing that you're interested in is operating a camera or editing or something like that. But like if you actually want to care about film at 18 years old, you're not ready. Certainly at like at 17 years old, you're not ready, like right out of school, right out of high school. You're not ready for it yet because your brain is just not finished cooking.
1: Well, you're not ready Uh, for like many things straight out of high school. I feel like there's a fault in the. And here's
0: the here's the trick. Here's the thing that they don't tell you when you when you go when you read the pamphlets or you go to an info session at like let's say an art institute for example let's just to pick one randomly not that I have a personal <laughs> vendetta against them I but even even like higher uh, education institutions like universities and stuff like that um, it does not matter how good your student film was uh, if it won awards any of that stuff. When you're done school, when you're done your two year program that you're going to pay 60 grand for at least, it's probably more now. It's probably more like 80 or 90 now. Um, you are still starting at the bottom.
1: <laughs>
0: yep. No different than if you just started working today. So uh, So that's my advice. If you really, really, really want to be in film, really, really, really want to be in film, you do one of two things. You start making stuff on your own. Or you just go and you get an entry level position as a PA or on the acting side as an extra or in like doing theater or something like that. Like you, you, you just start at the bottom because that fancy uh, technical school education that you're going to pay a lot of money for is not going to do anything. It's not even going to get your foot in the door anywhere. It's it not. will
1: teach you some stuff about how to make film.
0: You're going to learn some technical then you stuff. You still have for to sure. do that
1: too. You're going to yeah. learn
0: some technical stuff for sure. But guess what? You're going to learn that on the job in a lot of instances when you start at the bottom, like you're you're still going to learn that stuff. Um, Now, if you, if you want to go into animation, if you want to be a developer, if you want to go into video game design, uh, that those are different. Those are, that's different. Right. But, but if you want to, if you want to like go into film and television, just go get a job as a PA and start learning the craft and work your way up. It's you're gonna you're gonna make more headway faster doing that. And like I said, you're gonna get out of and and this is this is not me just talking out of my butt. Everybody that I went to film school with that is in the industry, they left, whether they were 25, or 35, they left and got entry level Mm -hmm. positions, basically of like like nobody like left and got to go direct something nobody left and <laughs> is writing yeah. movies nobody left and is like the like like uh, uh, like number one camera op right like 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 people left and got like internships with a with a a, a studio that does for higher editing right or like unpaid internships probably <laughs> like and work their way up and now they have a good career uh 15 years later right or or they started as as like basically like a like uh like a grip or a gaffer and have worked their way up and and are doing stuff now like like i will say it does give you the stuff so
1: but you can still get the tools to make a film for free. So that is fun. And then you go through the procedure of actually submitting to film festivals. It's not, it's saying, not free
0: though. And, and that's well, the yeah, Kevin Smith thing, a, right? Oh you yeah. You're paying then a put lot that money into, for it. Just, just take yeah, that 60 that grand to go there. make something, you know, actually, I think mean, that's here, not, here. that's not feasible for everybody, but like, but here's the thing, here's the other part of that. Now you don't need that much money to make a short film now. Yeah. correct. Right. Five grand, which, which most people, can scrounge up 5 grand whether it's through a credit card or whatever you can go make your short movie you you Don't, can go make on. your 40 minute short film you can do We it. are
1: not advocating for you to make short films using your credit card just let it be let it be said I, however you can do You're that
0: not again. you okay. aren't you are. okay, I you absolutely are. am because here's okay. the thing if you, if you are actually going to do it if you're actually right. going to be the thing that's fair then then you're going to do it that's fair go do it So I have no problem saying like, go do that, go, go do that thing. Because if you're not going to do it, you're going to get three steps in and you're going to realize how hard it actually is. And you're going to give up. Right. And that's like, that's, that's how the industry works. And the people who are in it are the people who want to be there and who it's their passion. There's a reason why I'm not there. i love movies i love movies i love watching and talking about movies and i'm very thankful that i have my education because i'm able to talk about them at at the level that i am and i can actually back that up with like well i know what it takes to make a movie that's exactly why i don't do it (laughs) right yeah so it's like so whenever you and i are talking about stuff and you're talking about this that it's like i understand everything that you're talking about um and like, like, like I have the experience to know enough, uh, certainly to know enough that I like, I don't want to do that. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. That's graphic fair. design is a lot easier. It's, and, and I, and I make probably about the same amount of money that I would make if I were still working in Phil like if I had pursued that instead. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, th- to me, like, that's the thing is like, is that people, the people who want to do it, um uh here's here's a funny story so crystal's grandma who uh, uh, is is in a a, a, a like semi assisted care like nursing home type thing not like not like a full on like nursing home nursing home but like i i don't know i don't like it's like it's like semi assisted living sort of thing. I
1: get, I get what you mean yeah yeah
0: um she met a guy in there she hadn't had a boyfriend for decades she met a guy uh, a couple cute. years ago in there Adorable. barry he works on superman and lois I um, and i uh, and he's been working in the industry for decades he's in his 70s and he's like i he he, he works like lighting Like he's not like he's not like like high up. He's certainly not above the line, right? Even though he's he's been doing it for decades, but like and like he's in his seventies and he's still going to like four a.m. call times.
1: Wow,
0: because he loves it. Yeah. Like, and if you're (laughs) if you love it, then you're gonna do it. Then like that's that's my honest opinion on it. Is like. So, so to me, you can go to school and you can get an education in something and that's easy. You don't have to love it to do that. All you got to do is show up. Right. And this is like, this is my personal experience of it. It's like, all I had to do was show up and, 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 and it's not like post-secondary is not like high school where like high school. People care about what grade you get it's really it at the end of the day it's a pass fail situation like you either get your certificate at the end or you didn't right yeah. or you didn't complete the program um and i uh, i completed the program i have the two pieces of paper on my wall that i can stare at if i feel like it right now they're not very impressive i mm-hmm. i uh, uh, they and then crystals it's it's actually it's very uh Uh, disheartening for me on a regular basis whenever I look at it. Cause I have my two crappy pieces of paper that are really just proof that I signed checks and gave them my student loan. Uh, And then Crystal has her, uh, her, her, uh, her bachelor from University of Victoria and her master's from the University of British Columbia, and then and then her uh, uh, her BACB uh, uh, certification to do her job. And it's like these are three very fancy frames with uh, seals and stuff like that on them. Mine look like they were printed at a Kinkos yeah. with a, <laughs> with a crappy sticker on them. Uh, but but uh, I yeah, like it's easy to just go to school and learn a thing. It's much more difficult to show up to the job and do the job every day. Uh, and I think I, I personally think it's much more valuable to get out there and try and do the thing, whether it's getting a job as a PA or whatever, like entry level type thing, like I said, and you'll find out real quick. Is this for me? I, uh, especially when it comes to film and television, you'll, you'll know, within the first couple of weeks if this is something if this is a lifestyle that you want to live um and uh and if it is then then go for it and like and like look like all put push all your chips into the middle of the table because it's the only way that you're gonna achieve anything i think on that it's like people who are half-hearted on it i don't i don't think really get anywhere um it's the people who take the big risks that like, get their big rewards but uh but yeah like it's going to film school is an easy way to like make it look like you're doing the thing without actually ever doing the thing because it's a safety net right like you're always in like this this like an academic environment even even in a tech school like the art institute you're still in an academic environment where there's a lot of people making sure that you're doing the things that you should be doing or like giving you advice and stuff like that um i so it's really easy to to quote unquote succeed um but in the real world nobody cares right like you might you might be lucky enough to get a mentor and that mentor might might look out for you and give you a heads up of like hey don't do this hey do this hey you need to work on this skill or something like that but for the most part like it's a sink or swim situation right Right.
1: um Hmm.
0: so yeah it's like like I'm very much of the opinion with film and TV specifically, like just go do it. And either, either you're going to, or you're not, but it's better to, it's like ripping off a bandaid, you know, like it's like, just get it over with. Or I, I don't know, like, like it's, it's, it's just, it's better to know sooner rather than spending two years and 60 grand to find out that you really should have just done the graphic design program for 40 uh and been done in a year and 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 actually have a degree that counts towards the job that you're gonna do because man the number of times that i've had to explain it like tell the story of like i did everybody's movie posters and their websites and their dvd covers and menus and stuff like that and people were paying me in the second in my second year at Mm -hmm. at film school to do that stuff for them because they didn't want to do it but i love doing it and i was like wait a second (laughs) I don't want to do the other thing. I want to do this thing. Um, and then had to spend three years teaching myself everything because I couldn't afford another 60 grand. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, I couldn't afford the first 60 grand. That's the truth. Uh, I'd still have student loans if I didn't marry Crystal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a Like in, in two in two ways. For a very long time, she made a lot more money than I do. And then for a little while there, we were kind of evened out. And now, once again, she makes a hell of a lot more money than I do. I got no problem with it. Uh, it's I love it, actually. Uh, so so she was able to help me um, uh, with our finances and stuff like that, get that stuff sorted out. And and then B, she also like was on my case of like, you can't just ignore this, which I did for like the first two years. I, didn't, I never paid my student loans for the first year. Oh She's geez! Like, no, you have to. You have to pay this. You. They won't give you. The, also, you have to do your taxes. It's like, oh, do I?
1: These are life things. Yeah. Do I though?
0: And yeah. it's like, yeah, you. You absolutely do because sooner or later, this is gonna catch up to you. And uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm very grateful to her for those things. But uh, yeah. There
1: you
0: go. Anyways, That's- Marvel movies.
1: That that was. <laughs> That was, that's what that was. That's, that's where that we were started. Talking about. Right? That's where that started. Yeah. Was that we do have finally stuff to talk about, but we'll talk about it when we actually talk about.
0: Yeah. So we're, we're, we'll talk about, you guys will get the, the, uh, Black Widow Nuff said later this week. Um, and then Loki, even though it finishes this week, I, we don't, I don't want to do two in a row. And next week is going to be a little bit crazy for me anyways. So we're going to wait two weeks. And do Loki, which will give everybody time because I know I'm sure that there are people within the sound of my voice that are waiting for Loki to finish. And then they're going to start because some people don't like waiting week to week. So we'll give that that extra buffer of two weeks for everybody to start and finish Loki. Uh, Also, not only for me to finish it this week because I'll finish it tomorrow night at midnight because I cannot wait. Um, Spoiler alert, Loki is phenomenal. Like, yeah. Loki is one of the best things that they've done in the MCU. And we said that about WandaVision. And it was true then. It's still true now. Loki is, in my opinion, just as good. Um, and if they can stick the landing in this final episode, it might actually exceed it for me personally.
1: Nice. Um, well, there you go.
0: So, yeah. Like, definitely, if you haven't started Loki or if you like... Falcon and the Winter Soldier I was kinda meh on. Like it's fine, but I I and it and it has some real standout moments, but it's also got some it has high highs, but it also has low lows for me. Um whereas Loki has been consistently just like very specifically my cup of tea with the weird sci-fi it's I a lot of people have said it's the best season of Doctor Who in decades <laughs> uh, yeah I, and and I and I think that that's like it, when I when I hear people say that I go oh I understand why some people do really like Doctor Who which I mean like you know I like the first season of the of the the rebooted stuff what's that uh he's uh the ninth doctor right Eccleston
1: Eccleston is the ninth doctor yes
0: yeah I really like that season I really like the first season with ten. Um, but, uh, I fell off after that and I won't watch Matt Smith. I really won't watch any of the subsequent I stuff. I hear too Matt many mixed Smith. things, but
1: I love Matt Smith seasons. I know you do. Not best. for me.
0: Not for me. I uh, yeah, but Loki, uh, is so up my alley. It's so, it's such perfect sci-fi fantasy. It's so good. They're just nailing it. It's perfect comic book storytelling i so we'll we'll talk more about that stuff over the next couple of weeks um and man what else is coming up there's so many there are so many things amanda still hasn't seen fast nine i'll give you my my real quick review of that and then i think we're gonna get it we're gonna talk about luca is that our plan
1: i think so yeah
0: i fast nine is a fast and furious movie (laughs) (laughs) and if you love them you love them if you don't like them don't watch it like i don't know what to tell you it's like if somebody were like man i hate tacos they're messy i don't like spicy food the vegetables on them no thanks and then they were like i'm going to taco bell for dinner and you'd be like why are you doing that why would you do that to yourself and fast and the furious is very much that as a franchise as a film franchise uh like if you don't like tacos if you don't like a messy ridiculous uh spicy good time then don't 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 buy the ticket like i I can't make it more clear than that but if but if you want to if you want to get sloppy uh and uh turn your brain off in some instances, as much as you literally can. um, Yeah. I mean, some of this stuff was in the trailer. I'll, I'll give one of the things away. It's not a spoiler because it was in the trailer. They, they, they rope swing with a car.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and you
0: see it in the trailer and you're like, oh, I can't wait to see like what that was about in the movie. And then I, I, there is no further explanation (laughs) it's it they don't they don't as a matter of fact they acknowledge how ridiculous it was um yeah it's completely absurd the whole movie is completely absurd uh but there are magnets uh and uh john cena is in it and i don't know As as a kid whose favorite Lego pieces were the magnets when they introduced magnetic pieces to Lego, uh, it was like, oh, my God, the things I can build with these magnets. Uh, And I did. (laughs) And it was all sorts of stuff like cars and airplanes where like the airplane could fly over the car and pick up the car because it has magnets on it. And then that's what this movie is. So it is literally just it's just uh silly people playing with their hot wheels cars uh for two hours and uh
1: that's what you ask for that's what you're yeah uh, that's what you you sign up for it's
0: exactly what it says on the box like there you go yeah um it's to me i i really liked hobbs and shaw like that like um, uh, I think of probably all of the fast franchise movies like uh, Hobbs and Shaw is probably my favorite because you've got The Rock and Jason Statham and there's like an actual dynamic going on there and Vin Diesel's not in it. And uh, like as much as I enjoy the cheese factor of Vin Diesel, Fast 9 is definitely a great example of like... Well, this is really his movie and everybody else is just kind of in it. Hey, like, like that's it's scary. him and whoever the bad guy is this time. <laughs> uh, and that's really all it's about. And everybody else is just there as like window dressing for spectators. Uh, for uh, yeah. To, for for quippy one liners and stuff like that. Um, I wasn't super thrilled with the way that they handled Han's story. Like they kind of hand wave a bunch of it away. Oh, really? But, at the same time, I'm very happy to have him back. I think the thing that frustrates me this is not spoilers because I'm saying what doesn't happen. I thought after Hobbs and Shaw, because of how Shaw is connected to Han's story, that they would because there's something going on in Hobbs and Shaw with like with like the computer voice character who like like the big bad guy, like the Emperor Palpatine type character in that story where it's like we like um idris elba was the bad guy that they had to fight in that movie but once they defeated him it's like well you guys haven't solved the problem you just you just defeated one of his generals like you beat darth vader but the emperor is still out there right um and i really thought that the 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 stuff that they set up with idris elba of like dude was shot in the face and came back to life. These are spoilers for Hobbs and Shaw, I guess. That's another movie that's 2 years old. If you haven't seen it, it's on you. Uh, I I like he was shot and like he he was dead. Right? Jason Statham killed him. And they used all of this tech to like bring him back and he's like he's basically like a biotechnological technological cyborg Superman, right? He as he calls himself Black Superman. I uh, and I really thought, like, oh, rad, this is how they can bring back Han. Like, that Han could come back and he can be a bad guy in the next Hobson Shaw. Right. Um i thought like to me like in my head like i remember leaving the theater i saw i saw Hobson and shaw with my brother and i remember leaving and going like man it would be so rad if they did well and he was just like yeah whatever because he's like your sister so he's like oh, wait, <laughs> it's a, i don't care <laughs> he, yeah, i was like no but yeah it would be so perfect like i can write the second Hobson and shaw and we can mm-hmm. bring back han and and he can have superpowers which makes him even cooler um and the, you know, by the end of it, he turns back into a good guy, and now it's Hobbs and Shaw and Han, uh, and then Han can come back to the Fast and Furious movies as well, and everybody can be happy. But then instead, they just kind of they went a different route in Fast Nine, um, and it was not as complex or nuanced uh, or uh, established in the lore as what I would have done. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's kind weird. of my own. But that, but honestly, that's my only disappointment with the movie other than that well, it was like yeah this is what this is what i wanted that was my first experience back in the theater
1: wow really yeah right. all by myself
0: all by my lonesome right. didn't have anybody to go with cuz you were in the okanagan
1: i was i'm sorry yeah i had really I had you really the let me
0: down on that one
1: i know i oh actually i could talk about cruella cuz that was my first experience yeah, back in the theater it. i mean i don't know how much there is to really talk about cruella it's uh, all of it is stuff that takes place before and i will say it was nice to i forget how talented emma thompson is i mean i never do and every time i watch an an emma Emma thompson movie i'm like ah
0: not emma thompson thompson emma
1: no emma thompson no and emma Emma stone are both oh emma
0: thompson Thompson is in it as well okay i was like emma Emma stone Stone. yeah
1: Uh, yeah no um emma so i mean because emma stone's great she's she's fan fabulous but i for like i forgot because it's because in all this in all the trailers it's about emma stone but i forgot that emma thompson is like really she's like she's the she's the villain in the movie about the villain right Mm -hmm. and so um it was just it was just it was it was a cute movie that it really did um show you the origin of a villain like it it I, i always am really i didn't really love maleficent like the the stuff that they did with that because she's she's such a Cackle villain, (laughs) she's so like she's a witch, and and there's like a lore to it. And anyways, but with Cruella because she's a human, I just think it's kind of interesting to see the backstory for that. And I was like, how are they going to make her sympathetic? And they, I, I mean, they do, but also she still gets to be not super sympathetic, which is nice. Um. Anyways, it's just uh, it it's uh, I don't know. I think it's worth watching, definitely um and it was fun to watch it on the big screen that was it was just nice to to yeah. see it with my with my mom because i know that she liked it so
0: i'll wait for free disney plus there you go on that you one that. which is that's like fair. like in all of the conversations we've had about premier access and stuff like that people are like i just i don't understand it when people are all mad and they're like i'm not paying 30 dollars for this it's like okay yeah. that's you don't have to that's a perfectly valid choice like okay clearly this movie isn't important enough to you you don't it's it's it doesn't the trailers have not convinced you that this is a movie you would like to see for thirty dollars that's fine (laughs) so don't do it (laughs) right it's like Ryan the last dragon a a sight unseen like yeah i'm gonna pay 30 bucks to watch that with with the family right i Obviously, move on. You, we did that, right? Like, do
1: you only do Premier Access then, like every like when you actually want it, and you stop it, like you you pay it for the month and then you unpay it?
0: No, no. Yeah, Premier Access is for that specific movie.
1: Oh, yeah. I, didn't know that. I thought that it was like a thing that you could pay to have Premier Access. Like no, like it's sugar, a one time fee
0: for whatever that movie is,
1: and then you get it for eternity for us, as long yeah as we
0: well know. i mean like the 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 fine print on that is eventually it will be free on disney plus for everybody so like raya right. now anybody can watch raya right right um you don't have to buy it in premier access so like with with cruella yeah like in two months it'll probably be free like by september it'll be it'll be free for everybody um right. so yeah like whatever um and that's and that's my whole thing is that it's like, hey, if you want to pay the 30 bucks to have access to it early, then then do it. It's yeah. like Black Widow. I'm I'm kind of on the fence after having seen it in the theater. I'm I, I really thought being able to own a Marvel movie at home the instant after I've seen it in the theater is like that's the dream.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Like being yeah. able
0: to watch Endgame again the next day from the comfort of my own home that's the dream, right? Right. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah.
0: black widow is not my cup of tea, uh, to continue using that analogy. Like it's definitely, I understand why other people love it as much as they do. Um, and it's, a, I, I think it's a good movie. I don't think it's a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination, but for me personally, it's like, I kind of found it a little bit too heavy on the explosion kick punch. Uh, factor
1: Man, that was the part i love and not
0: enough on the i wanted i wanted more of the family dynamic stuff but i okay. so so not to go down the whole black widow route i i don't know i'm kind of hemming and hawing of like
1: because yeah, because yeah.
0: part of me is like well maybe if i buy it and watch it again i'll like enjoy those things now that i know what it is i'll enjoy the stuff that i like a little bit more and i can kind of tune out and check my phone for the other stuff which i can't do in the movie theater right um but I, on the other hand i'm like i what why would i sit through a movie that i only want to watch two-thirds of well there you go <laughs> right That's fair. so That's fair. uh yeah it's one of the way the aspect of that being like when it will be free eventually on disney plus right. Um, yeah it's also the one that might break my collection of like i have blu-rays for all of them for all of the mcu Whoa, films right? so, and and yeah. ending with far from home might like that might be the end of it for me of like okay i don't need to own the physical media anymore i don't know i'm again i'm hemming and hawing like it's uh yeah uh, none of this is important anyway <laughs> um but let's talk about a movie that i think that we both like a lot
1: yeah
0: uh and that's luca the the new pixar movie you guys have heard me talk about pixar movies before i don't generally like pixar specifically not the last like decade of pixar like like i personally think that that maybe like toy story 2 monsters inc might be the last really great one um i'm gonna i'm gonna bring up the the pixar uh filmography because it's so going to come see, up like, in this conversation them. quite a bit. So, list of Pixar movies. So let's just go. Let's just go down it real quick. Uh, obviously, starting with Toy Story in 1995, then A Bug's Life, Toy Story 2, Monsters Inc., Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, Cars, Ratatouille, Wally Up, Toy Story 3, Cars 2, Brave, Monsters University, Inside Out, The Good Dinosaur, Finding Dory, Cars 3, Coco, Incredibles 2, Toy Story 4, Onward, Soul, and then Luca uh most recently June 18th 2021 uh coming out next is Turning Red which is March 11th 2022 and then Lightyear which is June 17th 2022 um i am very much looking forward to Lightyear Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear oh yeah uh, i and it's like it's not the toy it is the actual Buzz Lightyear which is the movie that i've been asking for since the intro, oh, like since the opening since of the Toy intro Story of the toy. Two,
1: right? You're like, what does he actually come from, right? What's
0: what is the thing that he, that he, the toy is based on? From. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. how fun.
0: Yeah, it's the real story of Buzz Lightyear. So nice. Um, and I mean, we got Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, which was a great animated series, but uh, I, I, very underrated animated series, I would say actually. Um, it's, it's one, it's one of the better Disney ones. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, like, look, you got, you have this first initial run of Toy Story, Bugs Life, Toy Story 2, Monsters, Inc. And I'll even give you Finding Nemo and the Incredibles. I have issues with both of those movies. I, I, but I, again, similar to Black Widow, I understand why other people love them. And I don't think that they're bad movies. I personally have issues with them. Um, when people uh, people will often throw out that when you're like, oh, best superhero movie ever. And then and then some smarmy D bag from the corner will be like, "Uh, you guys are forgetting the Incredibles. Yeah, and I'll be okay. like, no, I'm not not a superhero movie. Um, oh. Very little superheroing that goes on. And it. it's not a superhero movie, I don't think. It's a movie that has characters who happen to be superheroes kind of, but it's really just a
1: They are kids actually superheroes.
0: Movie. Yes, they are in a very like in, in a in in like the most rudimentary way. Um <laughs> it, yeah, I it, the Incredibles is I don't think is as good as as a lot of people remember it being and there's a lot of nostalgia rose-colored glasses there um I'll tell because you this. what it
1: did for hair what it did for hair man yeah. people don't understand the like dev that went into Violet's hair and that it's still used as like an industry like it was just like everybody looks to that being like yeah what they did that many years ago is still hard to replicate so I uh,
0: I will never take away the technical accomplishments of Pixar um it being originally a, a George Lucas company <laughs> it it like it, that's why it exists uh, is to innovate so like i, I totally steve jobs that. no uh pixar was 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 a, a lucasfilm thing to begin with and then he sold it to apple and then apple sold it to disney um
1: okay well yeah. i've i feel like i remember it being a steve job so it's it is but it's it's yeah no P- P- it pixar
0: pixar comes out of ilm um as like yeah like that's that's it's a, it cool. it's it's rooted in ilm which is lucasfilm which is george lucas right so nice. it yeah, yeah it, it comes from that history it's it's he's he's george lucas is the reason pixar exists um steve jobs you know like turned it into a viable business sort of thing um anyways i yeah but then we get to cars and in my opinion like like Car- cars is f- fine cars is like a mediocre <laughs> disney movie in my opinion um Fair. but then you get you get ratatouille which i don't think ratatouille I is a good love
1: movie. ratatouille ratatouille is one of my faves man
0: oh man i think ratatouille is a complete
1: I think it's mess so much fun i think
0: it's a complete narrative mess
1: okay okay wally
0: is a short film that goes on for two hours um you're not wrong yeah Wally is a great concept and it does not hold up as a feature film up is where the Pixar formula comes in they take that thing that they did in Finding Nemo they rehash it and they crank it up to 11 um <laughs> and they you know like like the first 15 minutes of up are the most depressed anybody can possibly get watching a movie <laughs> and then Toy Story 2 Toy Story 3 continues that Cars 2 goes down a similar route. Brave is just an awful film. Brave is Aww. just bad. Um there's a reason why Brave is a bad movie and like that's a whole other thing. It's like the the production like a lot of these movies oh, go through production hell. But right. Brave I
1: remember Brave, yeah, because Brave they went it went away the from ringer.
0: so yeah, I don't I don't blame they, any they one person. Yeah. That's the yeah. industry and and every studio no matter how good they are has a Brave. Uh, I, and brave, brave has some really great stuff in it, um, but in terms of like being a good movie, it's it's. There are three different movies in Brave, and each one of them is mediocre at best in the way that they're presented. But when you bring them all together, it's just a jumbled mess of nonsense. So there's like there's no narrative through line in that movie. There's no clear like like theme or like. If you could change your fate, would you? I, what is? I don't. Does it have anything to do with the actual story? Her mom <laughs> turns into a bear, and then she has to learn to get along with her mom. I I don't know what that has to do with changing your fate. You know. Anyways,
1: I maybe I should rewatch this movie because maybe it's I'm remembering. i maybe remembering. It's it a through, mess, and then her and then her left.
0: little brothers turn into bears as well because it's funny. That's the only reason.
1: Yep. Doesn't Basically. really.
0: It just it it ups the stakes of now her mom and her brothers are all going to be stuck as bears, but it's the stakes didn't need to be upped, and they really just did it for the for the yuck yucks of the of the three brothers being silly. Monsters University is a such a mediocre sequel to a good movie. Uh, Inside Out is really good. Yeah. Uh, the Good Dinosaur should not have the word good in it. Um, there's some cool stuff in there, but yeah. Overall, Finding Dory. Did we really need to go back to that? Like, did was there were there really like unanswered questions in Finding? I like actually
1: weirdly did not rewatch that, and I thought that I like I was the target demo for I think at least for um yeah the other one like and I and I'm just yeah yeah, I would agree
0: I. Cars three might actually be the best Cars movie.
1: Oh, I don't know if I. But it's have that one.
0: but it's but it's still not great. It's <laughs> a it's a it's a really good directed DVD Disney movie, um, which all three of the Cars movies are. I I. Coco is also really good. Um, I like Coco, but it suffers from. It's it, it and Inside Out. It's the same thing. Like they both suffer from the the Pixar formula of like, we are just going to gut punch you into submission. Like we're going to make you care about characters. And then we're just going to hurt those characters and see what happens to you as an audience. Um, and they're just cheap shots. In my opinion, it's not like, like with Coco in particular, there, there are some parts that don't really feel very organic. It feels like we have a concept and we're going to get you there. And in order for it to matter, we're gonna really, we're gonna really like turn the screws on some of this stuff, and some of it works. By the end of it, by the end of the movie, but it's one of those things because there's a twist in it. It's like I think you spend most of the movie going like I I don't really understand where this is going.
1: Wait, which which movie has a twist in it?
0: Coco. Oh oh yeah yeah yeah. Right? I was like
1: I was like and then, oh yeah yeah yeah. Totally. And then
0: you get there and you're like, okay all right, yes, gotcha. Gotcha. now all of this is relevant when I think a better way to approach that story would have been for the audience to be in on it the whole time and for us to be pulling for Coco of like, like don't you understand? Like never, for the movie not to explicitly say it, but for there to have been enough clues for us to know from like the moment we meet that character of like, you're the real dude. Like, like it, like this is obvious now. It's like we were with him up until this moment. And now we know the truth, but he doesn't. And like for you to feel like you're in on it, but instead they chose to do the stupid mystery box nonsense that movies of this era all love to do because of JJ Abrams and because of lost. So it's like, we're going to pretend like we've got a twist when it's like, you don't have a twist. You were just withholding information. That's all um so that's why i say like it doesn't feel as organic as it should because by the end of it it's like it's like oh if only you had had these three pieces of information you would have this <laughs> then the whole time. known and yes, it's like yeah it well you could have you could have actually you could have actually put all of that in the first 15 minutes of the movie and then we would have known um and it would have been way more impactful throughout as things happen because we would have been like no come on like get there man like you nah. you need to realize this that like i don't know i
1: Okay with it i'm okay with it being. I'm, a, I'm okay with
0: it i just think that it could it could have been a much better movie if if they hadn't have gone that route incredibles 2 is offensive in my opinion um I know. it's okay it's, it's uh, we've talked about this and every time i bring it up you act like it's a new oh, thing yeah yeah it's, yeah, yeah. It's i don't know i
1: remember yes i remember the sexist yes. Yes, <laughs> just straight yes.
0: up mr yes. mom came out in the 80s making mr mom in 2018 is unacceptable in my opinion men can be homemakers that's not a revolutionary idea and i don't care if he has superpowers that doesn't it that doesn't do anything (laughs) anyways i don't want to relitigate that one uh toy story 4 is not a good movie
1: i i don't know if i watched it
0: toy story 4 has retroactively right sorry
1: is that the one with the Forky thing? Yeah. The Fork character? Yeah, okay. Toy Story I 4
0: retroactively made me despise the Toy Story <laughs> franchise. And oh, and I love Buzz Lightyear. Like yeah. Buzz Lightyear is one of like my top five Disney characters. But Toy Story 4, the one-two punch of Toy Story 3 and then Toy Story 4 undoes all of the goodwill from the first two movies for me. It just completely ruins the franchise. I can't like the girls haven't seen them. Chris Car, Cara has seen toy story four. Cause we went and saw it in the theater. It was not made for kids. First of all, it was made really? for the adults. 100%. She hated it. Oh, she, she did not like it at all. So she won't go back and watch the old movies with me. And I no. also have no, like I'm, I'm not willing to fight that fight with her of like, no, the first two are actually really good which they are like, they are really good movies. And I loved toy story after watching the first one. And then, and then the second right. one made me love those characters even more toy story right. three. I just like, I think I've watched it once. And it was just like, that was, that was sort of when I started to develop my distaste for Pixar. Cause it was like, well, you guys are just taking characters that we love because of the first two movies and then putting them in mortal danger. Right. Like just, yeah. just to do it. Just so that it's like, like when they all link hands or whatever, and they're like, well, then we'll all just go into this incinerator together. I'm just like, <laughs> why are we doing this? Like, why? Like, what, other than other than to get the up twisting the knife, why are you doing this? Right? right. And it's like, that's when it became apparent to me that that's what Pixar was interested in doing. And they did it for the next decade um and then toy story 4 was just like hey you remember all that stuff that we talked about in those first three movies (laughs) throw it all out the window woody's just gonna leave he's just gonna leave because she's not playing with him so he's just gonna leave he's just gonna completely abandon who he was in those other movies he's just gonna leave and you're like oh okay i guess um yeah and then like and like buzz lightyear is not a likable character it's not that he's not likable he like he doesn't do anything interesting in toy story 4 i guess keanu reeves is fun when he does the little stunt thing whatever uh they introduce like 30 new characters none of them are interesting um onward was absolutely mediocre Weird. yeah yeah it was a weird movie just totally fine yeah (laughs) Um, There's some good jokes in there, but for the most part, it's just like, all right, this exists. Uh, It's I'm not offended by it. I'm not upset by it. I actually
1: didn't finish watching it. Really?
0: Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Perfect. Um, Soul was pretty good. Soul Soul was pretty good, but really didn't feel like a Pixar movie. Certainly didn't feel like it was for kids. Um, Yeah,
1: I'll give it. I'll give it. It kind of
0: like Soul leaned a little bit too far to the adult side of the Pixar stuff, which, which I think one of the things that Pixar has managed to do along the way, like all, all the way along the way for the most part was balance that like, this is a movie for kids that adults can enjoy. Um, that has like this deeper stuff. Soul was very much like, I think Crystal and I really enjoyed it. I think that Kara was bored to tears by it. Um, the stuff with the, with the cat body is funny, but like, (laughs) like, other than that it like it didn't really capture her and that brings us to luca and i'm gonna go ahead and say it right here the best pixar movie full stop full stop it's the it's it's the best movie that pixar has ever made um
1: that's high praise as a
0: technical achievement it's the most beautiful film they've ever made it might be one of the best looking computer animated movies like like just just end of conversation there like it might be one of the best looking if not for like uh did you watch mitchell's versus the machines
1: not yet but people keep talking to me about it and i'm kind of like i feel like i definitely should watch it
0: yeah a it's hilarious yeah b it's heartwarming as hell and c from a technical standpoint it is phenomenal and then it's the same same I I a lot of the same people worked on Mitchell's versus machines that worked on Spider Verse, so like because ah. Spider Verse exists, it's really hard for me to say that anything else is quite as amazing as Spider Verse. Right, um, that's fair because that movie just like takes animation and like really uses it as a medium and 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 cranks everything like it, like it just it doesn't even crank things. It just Spider Verse breaks the knob off. In every mm-hmm. conceivable way, it's so good. Um, but but Luca to me is like this is it's not only to me the best Pixar movie. I think it's one of the best movies that Disney has put out in the last few years. Um, we watched it, I guess, like a week and a half ago. We were late to it. Uh, everybody yeah. else has kind of already watched bit. it. And we just hadn't been able to find the time. And then uh, with everything that was going on, there was a moment where we kind of slowed down for a second. And I was like, let's watch Luca. Like, let's just let's forget about everything else right now. Let's just sit down, the four of us, and watch Luca. And Cassie sat through the entire movie. What? What? Like, awesome. like she was definitely kind of up and down and, and, and she's, she's not even two yet. Right. But she sat and she watched this movie and she understood what was happening. And, oh man, what, what did she say? I, I don't remember what it was, but the word sea monster came out of her mouth. And, I, and it, wow. Crystal and I had this moment where we looked at each other and we, because, because Kara from like day one, was right there with me of like let's veg on the couch and watch stuff like car and i are just so similar in that way cassie is not like that cassie is active and wants to be up and doing stuff and getting into trouble she's uh yeah her, it's frustrating because
1: i try to babysit her and she's she
0: just yeah won't her middle TV name is, is may and she's <laughs> like that may is is after um it's two things i have an aunt i i have an actual aunt may it's, but her name is, it, her name is spelled oh. M-A-E. But, but she's named after that aunt as well as uh, May Parker, not Aunt May, but Peter and MJ's daughter. And that yeah. character has the nickname Mayday. And Cassie also has the nickname Mayday because she is constantly in trouble (laughs) like she's constantly doing something she shouldn't be doing she loves it she excels at it and that was something that like crystal and i decided on when before she was born because like in in utero she was a troublemaker we were like this because we had a name picked out and and we were like oh yeah this is a great name and it was just like we did for cara as well and then like sort of in the 11th hour we we switched that up as well Cause like as you get to know their personalities and stuff, you change it. With with Cassie, it was like, sh- that is not her name. That's not her name. <laughs> and and we went around and around and around on it, and we eventually, obviously, landed on, on Cassandra May. And we're like, yeah, Mayday. Like yeah, that's definitely gonna fit her to a T, and it does. So she generally yeah. does not sit through. She won't even sit through like most half hour cartoon shows that are designed for her age group she wow. for the first time sat through a movie with us and and Luca's not long right it's 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 a decent length for for a kids movie um but when she like said i can't remember what she said it in response to but w- whatever was happening and she said sea monster and crystal and i looked at each other and it was like not only did she sit for the movie which was a feat like she, she understood, understood what was happening what it was. She she yeah, followed the the, the plot as best as a two year old can, right? Wow. Um, so it wins on that. Of like, and Kara loved it as well. Uh, I really liked it. Crystal liked it as much as Crystal likes any movie. Uh, I it's, it's it's she's so she's so hard to read on this stuff cuz like uh, like two months later she'll be like I really like that movie you like really cuz I couldn't tell when we were watching it if you cared or not. <laughs> um or like with Black Widow we left the theater and it was like well, did you like it and then like the next day she was like y- yeah it was good and then the next day she was like I didn't like Black Widow <laughs> I was like okay I Fair. I Fair. yeah um she really she's not one for the explosions and the kick punches uh it's That's really it just doesn't do anything for her um i think i and i think the humor fell flat for her but but luca she seemed to like it quite a bit I uh, or enough okay. i guess but yeah i mean like i the the more i think about this movie for me like the more i'm like this like i i'll give i'll give it the the stamp i think this is the first time that i've said it it's a it's it, i put it up there with my perfect tens like ghostbusters back to the future the first three star wow. wars movies like there is nothing awesome. in this movie that i would change which nice. which i think that that for me like that's the most praise that that's i can big, give a movie yeah. is where i'm like that's It's like are there things that maybe if it were if if I were the one telling the story that I might have done a little bit differently, maybe. But when I watch the movie, is there anything that like I walk away from it that's in the back of my head that I'm like, man, that doesn't sit right with me. Like they really should have done this or this. Nothing in this movie. Zero things huh? in this movie. And then there are certain things in this movie that like are just like like just some of the some of the best things I've seen on screen. Um, the way that they move through the water is so oh, good. Yeah, It's yeah, yeah, so yeah. good. All of the, the underwater stuff is so good. The world building that they do in such a short amount of time, cause we really don't spend a lot of time underwater. Right. Right. I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess so. maybe from here, we might get into a little bit of spoiler territory. So if you haven't watched Luca yet, it's on Disney plus, it's not premier access. It's just on Disney plus. So go watch. Which it. is awesome. Yeah. And fantastic. makes me happy. Um, but yeah, like they really don't spend a lot of time in that world, but they spend enough time and 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 they're very economical about the the way that they tell that story in the first 15 minutes of the movie underwater before we we move into to the the, the stuff on land and then eventually in the town. Um, And it's just like like the pacing is perfect to me, like there was never a point where I was like, let's get to the next thing or I'm bored by this. The plot is very easy to follow. Like it does it's not it's not challenging in the sense of like who is that character, what it like everybody is who they are and like like the characters are like visually instantly recognizable. They fit into the narrative perfectly. Like everybody every piece of it to me just kinda like perfectly slots. Like it just it just comes together to make it just a really, really good movie. And then you get to a gut punch moment in this story and it is 100 percent earned um and it's and it's totally organic it is it doesn't feel like them like i've said with these with a lot of the other pixar movies it doesn't feel like them turning the screws or twisting the knife like they're not doing this to get a response out of you this is just where the story goes is that like sooner or later uh, uh, uh it's Julia right yeah like she she has to find out
1: right yeah, yeah the
0: truth about them right and the way that they do it is just this great way of like you've got these two friends and then you introduce a third friend who happens to be a girl there's a little bit of metaphor in there uh because it's a coming of age story so it's always that's you always got to have that but she is a tomboy so like we're 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 we're, we're, we're keeping it safe but yeah. at the same time it's there right and oh, It's like is he yeah. is he gonna go with the with the girl that he just met or his friend who brought him there in the first place, and and you know and and Luca is forced to make that choice, um, and it's one of those moments where like r- either way if he had gone either way, I would have been satisfied, but the way that he does go, it's like it just it takes the story in that direction, and you're just like oh man, like it just it it is. It's just this It moment was so
1: where, unexpected. Yeah. Like you're talking about the, like when he's down by the water, right? Yeah. yeah. And he turns on him. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I was, I didn't, I thought it could do anything. I did not expect it to do that. Like I, I yeah. straight up didn't. And I'm kind of like, it was. I, I don't know. I like visual- I also watched that one with my family. It's been such a lovely, heartwarming like month that I've been down here with my family. Um, <laughs> but uh, and it's like it's rare that we can find actual like movies that we all watch. This is so funny. We're talking about the two movies I actually watched with like all the family members in my house. Yeah. Um, but uh, I like remember visually like free. Everybody was watching it so quietly, and I was like, "Oh, you guys don't even know! Like that was insane." <laughs> anyway, yeah, so, like, it's so- a Pixar movie,
0: Amanda. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, I just think I <laughs> think. think- good. If, if anything, maybe like the, the race at the end could, it could, I think maybe they could have just like, just maybe crank that up a little tiny bit more. Um, certainly the bike stuff, I feel like we could have done just a little tiny bit more, but it's good. It's not, it's not, I don't feel like I'm missing anything, <clears throat> but I do think like maybe, maybe we could just, just, just season that a little tiny bit more, um, But I, but yeah, like it, it, and, and then, and then because of what happens, it's like, I feel like with, with a lot of the other Pixar movies, you get those moments, certainly Toy Story three, like you get that moment and it's like, to me, it doesn't, that doesn't make the end of Toy Story three when they all like go back to, to what's the little girl bonnie i think is her name Uh, like it doesn't make that any more heartwarming than it would have been if they had just gotten back to her right 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 um and then and then like the end of that movie really trades on the first two movies with with andy being like oh hey these are my these are my toys and you can have them and like this is this is the most important one of all sort of thing right like that's we have that not because of anything that happens in in toy story three but because of what happened in the first two movies um so yeah it 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 with this one it's like the 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 place where we get the gut punch is there because then when when um what are the characters names oh man it's luca and (laughs)
1: oh i forget the other guy's name yeah it's on the tip but of but it's tongue. the it's the dude that's from um shazam i was from watching shazam, the whole yeah. movie and jack, i was like jack what dylan is grazer is the, is the
0: actor yeah um, yeah uh alberto I, I alberto oh, yeah. uh yeah so when alberto comes back with right. the umbrella and then everything happens there you're like this is all like it's so satisfying even though you're also like like the characters are immediately put into mortal peril it's like <laughs> you're still like you're still you're so together. happy for them that like yeah. that their friendship is mended and that stuff yeah. um and then the end of the movie when you get to the point where it's like these these two fish boys uh yeah. are revealed and then their parent like his uh, luca's parents reveal themselves and then the two old women or whatever and it's like in any other movie, if 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 they hadn't made me fall in love with this world and these characters so much, I wouldn't forgive how quick this happens. Oh yeah, like, yeah.
1: They're all like, "We're fine." Everybody yeah, loves like everybody, everybody <laughs> just being okay with it.
0: But because because the world has made itself out to be so um, hyperbolic and 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 fantastic and just like. Like it's it, like everything is so extreme, right? Like like the the character Massimo, right? Yeah. The uh, 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 Julia's dad, uh, oh, yeah. uh, with his like his squinty so eyes and his great big bushy with his mustache, no... and then,
1: the, and the the cat, like the absurdity
0: oh, of the cat, uh, her her the cure, cat. Uh, so good, right? Like <laughs> like I love that oh. it has a like that has a legitimate nemesis that we have an actual bad guy, <laughs> which i feel like disney yeah. movies, whether it's pixar or walt disney animation, they have lacked that so much in the last 15 years of like 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 let's have like let's have a real bad guy. Like like an actual bad yeah. guy. And the stakes are so small because it, this is a story about kids, right? Right. So the so the their villain is equally small um in in that respect but he's a villain there's no like there's no like he's not relatable there's no like sympathetic aspect to him he's just a bad guy right and it's they they, he doesn't have to be sympathetic or relatable because he's a joke right so so he's light in the sense that like we don't take him seriously except that like he's a legitimate danger to, to to our main characters right yeah um yeah So it's like you have that conflict there that I feel like when you look at like Frozen and especially Frozen 2, like in Frozen, it's like the bad guy doesn't even reveal themselves until the third act.
1: Oh, yeah, man. I forget about that. At which
0: point you're kind of like, we've already sat through this whole movie. (laughs) Now you're going to be a bad guy? Like, like, this is not that interesting. And then Frozen 2. Frozen two the bad guy's been dead for a hundred years. <laughs> Cause it's her grandfather, right? Oh right, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like it's
0: so not relevant. To our actual characters, it's relevant to the world yeah. that they're in and it's part of the narrative and whatever. And it's a choice. Like, that's a choice that they made with those movies of, like, we're not going to have But in a this one,
1: yeah. Guy. But in this, you have a bag I read right off the top. You're like, yeah. oh, the snotty kid with the um, Vespa. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I love talking about stuff with you, Mike. It makes me like it more. I'm now, like, really seeing, because I kind of was like, that was a cute movie. But I no. didn't know if I really, like, remembered all the things. And now yeah. that I'm talking about it with you, I'm like, I think, oh, I think oh.
0: watch it again. Yeah, but watch it like watch it critically, because most of the time when we go like, oh, let's watch this critically. It's like like let's watch Rise of Skywalker critically. Okay, (laughs) let's hate this movie more than we did the first time we (laughs) watched it. Right, like the first time I watched Rise of Skywalker, I came away dissatisfied. I would say actually the same was true for the Last Jedi. My 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 response walking out of the theater for both of those movies was very similar. But with The Last Jedi, I was like, I gotta, no, I gotta see it again. Right. I have to see it again because I feel like I'm missing something. And yeah. then I watched it again and again. I think maybe the second time was with you, right? Um, I think so, yeah. Because I think it was one of those ones where it was like you and me were like, we gotta go see this
1: movie you See it again, yeah, and you're the only person who'll go like, within yeah. two days of having first yeah. seen
0: it. <laughs> and, and I went and saw it again and I was like, no, I think I think actually I really like this movie like i think and and i had to process some stuff there's a lot last jedi has a lot it's got to be processed mm-hmm. some people never get there some people are still working on it with the rise of skywalker i left the theater and went i got to go see it again i have to go see it again i i don't understand why i don't like this movie <laughs> <laughs> which was very different of like yeah like with the last jedi i was like i was like i liked so much of that but i just like so much of it was reacting to, I can't believe they did that. I can't believe they killed Snoke. I can't believe this, right. that, whatever, right? How are they going to get, like, how are we going to resolve this story? I don't know how this is. I can't see where this is going, which frustrated me at the time, right? I, but I very quickly got over it. Um, And the more I dug into it, the more I love The Last Jedi, right? With The Rise of Skywalker, it's the total opposite of, like, I was like, I think I don't like this movie. I don't want to not like this movie. I have to go back to it and find the things that I like, which I did on subsequent viewings. But then the more critically I watch it, the more I'm just like, the dagger makes no sense. (laughs) Right. Like like it just,
1: Oh my gosh. I've completely forgot. I haven't rewatched it in a long time. Yeah.
0: And then, and then I'm in the Disney store on the weekend and the Disney stores in Canada are all closing, which is such a bummer.
1: didn't buy it for me.
0: I'm sorry. Well, it was too, way too late because I had taken the picture yeah. the day before I posted I it and oh, then dude. you said something that night. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sorry. I doubt they're open anymore. I think that they're yeah. done. Um,
1: but I can't believe I don't actually have Rise of Skywalker. Um, what is this last one?
0: Yeah, Rise of Skywalker.
1: Oh, is it? Yeah, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. I don't have that one on DVD.
0: But exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right? But I will say though, Originally, it was because it came out early. Yep. Right. On Disney
0: Plus. And yeah. so
1: I was like, I'm gonna watch this. No, it w- it came out early, so I could buy it. Somewhere. But
0: you're a Star Wars fan.
1: I am. Yeah. So I I don't know. I just there's stuff on the
0: Blu-ray that's not on Disney Plus. Well, right. Maybe
1: I should buy. Maybe I should buy it.
0: Well, no, but this is exactly my point. If in any other circumstance, with any other Star Wars, I would.
1: Yeah, I would have. I would have Gotta it first, have it. Yeah.
0: The funny yeah. thing is that, like I say all this, I don't own a physical copy of Solo. but i don't own a physical copy of solo because they never put out a nice enough version of it on blu-ray oh okay for me to go i i need to buy because i bought the digital the day that did that it dropped on digital right because it comes out early on digital and then later on on in the old model back in back in the before times and it had all the special features that everything that was like that all of the blu-ray releases had so i was just like i don't there isn't like a none of these are worth me buying to put on my shelf. So I'll wait. So like with solo, I'm like waiting for like, eventually they'll do one. That's got box art that I love or like some special features that I, that, that they haven't released before that aren't anywhere else. And I'll, and I'll do, or maybe they, they might not because physical is kind of not the thing anymore. But, um, but anyways, all of that to say that like, like most of the time when we go back and watch something critically, it's like, you're probably going to be a little bit less satisfied with it than you were initially. Um, like with, with the Marvel movies, I'll I'll use an example of like Avengers age Voltron, especially now in light of Joss Whedon and and knowing exactly how terrible of a person he is, the full breadth of it. Uh, uh, not just the fact that he was abusive to his wife, but you know, the way that he treats people on set and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and now all of those quippy one-liners are not, not all of them, but some of them I just get kind of frustrated knowing that, like, that's him trying to be clever, uh, and he's really just a terrible person. Um, so so now because I have that feeling, I can watch Age of Ultron and kind of, like, go like, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. Like Because the, there are a lot <laughs> right. of people that are critical of Age of Ultron, and I've always been like, it's a better movie than I think people give it credit for um it's all right and now i go back and watch it and i'm like yeah okay yeah this drags in the middle it's all over the place like it's very disjointed i just happen to love these characters right yeah. like that's really what it comes down to is i love these characters i love spending time with them i don't care if it's in a bad movie i i so i'll forgive a lot of things yeah me too but i i but with but with luca i think And this is my thing. And this is when when movies go beyond being good and get into great territory and definitely get into like that perfect 10 territory for me. It's that I can watch this movie over and over again. And I'll probably start to pick up new things. I'll see different stuff. I'll watch the characters in the background. I'll notice things about the animation that I didn't notice before. One of the reviews that I listened to earlier today was talking about the fact that like the they 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 meld 3D and 2D techniques in this movie in a really seamless way where like with the mouths, I uh, oh. they animate them differently head on from when they're on from the side. and but they do it in a way of like, if I were drawing, I would, draw, I would draw the mouth differently. So it's like, when you look at like a, like old Pixar stuff, the 3D model is the 3D model, right? Mm-hmm. And Woody doesn't, nothing changes about him depending on what angle you're viewing him at. And at the time, that was the technical feat, was like, wow, look at this. We create the character it's in like the computer real, and then we yeah. animate him and he is perfectly consistent all of the time. And for a long time, that's what we thought computer animation was. And now Mitchell's versus the machines does this as well. Spider-Verse did it too, where it's like, we're going to, we're actually going to take the great stuff about 2d. We're going to borrow some of the stuff that, that back in the day, we thought were actually the bad parts of 2d. Like Mm. when characters go off model, which used to be seen as like a, uh, oh yeah. have you ever watched the first yeah. season of the Simpsons they're barely on model like the characters <laughs> just they look totally different from episode to episode and then it's like nowadays i would go back cause, because now we look at like family guy simpsons all of this stuff and it's like sterile right, right. cuz it's all computer assisted now and it's like is anybody even drawing anything for those shows anymore do they need to haven't they drawn every single pose that homer simpsons ever going to do Right. Based right. on, on yeah. the way that they like the technique that they use now. Right. Um, and what you're seeing with a lot of stuff and Curtis and I talked a lot about this with DuckTales is that the best animation is taking advantage of the computer for consistency, but knowing when to break those rules and Luca right. is one of those examples of like, uh, like I said, like the, like the mouth's changing depending on the angle to match the way that if i was drawing it in 2d it it would like i might change that up like cuz they they right. they yeah. kind of have the it's a it's a thing i i there's a bunch of people online who who talk about it in a derogatory fashion they either say it's cal arts style or uh, or they call it bean mouth which is like the it's like the adventure time um steven universe it's like a lot of animated stuff right now uses this style and actually it's like it's a style that after adventure time and uh, and really gravity falls which is a fantastic show that's on disney plus that people should watch if they haven't um uh, yeah gravity falls is, is gravity falls is so good and and it's probably one of the best examples of it and drawing the trying to draw the characters from gravity falls was when i started to move my style away from like like i was trying to do like comic booky kind of Humberto Ramos, uh, style art. And all of a sudden I was like, actually, I really like this and found that like, Oh, my sensibilities actually match this really well. This, I'm really comfortable drawing this. And, and you can see in my sketchbooks, the first time that I drew Dipper from, from, Uh, Gravity Falls, and then all of a sudden, my style started to change. And it was right—it was right when I started doing Kenobi. I mean, you can see, like, uh, if you go back into those comics, you can see where, like, I was doing one thing, didn't really know what my style was going to be for that. Kind of had an idea of it, and then all of a sudden, it started to change, and it started to go into that style—the as they call it, bean mouth style—and and I love it now. And like, my art is so much better than it's ever been because like I've been able to take that and then push it even further. And so like, this is to me, it's probably one of the reasons why, why I'm vibing with Luca so much is that like, it definitely, it definitely lives in that same style uh, that I draw in that I love. Right. Right. Um, But, but it is like the most impressive or one of the most impressive, I should say, versions of that style, like sort of evolutions of that style being that it's, pixar doing it right yeah so it's like to me it's like just every frame in this movie is print it put it up on your wall like it's, it's just yeah it's beautiful it's so amazing to look at the water yeah. is just like breathtaking at times um and i care so much about this stuff and then most people i think will watch an animated animated movie and be like oh that's really pretty <laughs>
1: right but it's
0: like guys like curtis and myself i like we watch these things and then like dissect them so like i i will probably at some point over the course of the next few weeks watch luca by myself if i get if i can get a moment by myself that hasn't happened a lot lately i i but but i want to like i want to watch it and like watch it with like a Like a like an artist slash animator's eye,
1: right?
0: Like to really focus on that stuff. Like like it's one of those things where like what I'll probably end up doing is putting it on the screen while I'm working, um, so that I can like I'll be working and that I can just like I won't even have the sound on. Maybe like I'll just mute it, um, and just just for the visuals, just so that I can just like take that in without distraction. Because it's like it's just such a feat. I just think they've done such an amazing job with it um yeah it's funny because i finished watching it and i tweeted i think this might be my favorite pixar movie it's like this is it's a weird feeling because toy story is like is 1995 i was 10 years old it's so
1: long ago it's
0: not only is it so long ago it's formative like like it's in my dna right and it's probably one of the reasons why toy story three and then especially four, i kind of take it personally and so like i don't think i've really talked about it that much i think i talked about it a little bit after i saw toy story toy story four we might have talked about it on one of the podcasts briefly but like i don't really talk about it that much because it's like it's like i just don't want to i know how much people love toy story because i loved toy story that much right and i don't want to like take that away from people (laughs) it's like it's not like rise of skywalker where i'm like wake up sheeple you need to understand that this movie is bad um like i need everybody to understand in the way that i understand that it's not good um because there are so many people who are like any star wars is good star wars and i used to be (laughs) like that and i'm like no that's not true we need to we need to demand more from from Lucasfilm and Disney, they can't end the saga. They're getting
1: better. They're getting better.
0: Yeah. The, well, they just. I, they, we're just. They're we're left. Those characters are left in that state, and it's just. Yeah. Uh, Ray doesn't deserve that. She's an important character, and she doesn't deserve to be left that way. She won't be in ten years. They'll make another trilogy that'll continue the Skywalker saga, and they'll bring back those characters, and it'll. But it's not going to be what people want it to be. But it'll be something. Um and then a whole new group of children will be like, I love these more than the other ones. You'd be like, you You're go. dumb because you're young. <laughs> I I <laughs> but you're also right, but you're so wrong. Um, it doesn't matter. None of it's actually relevant because the world is on fire. Um yeah.
1: Wow. Way to segue. <laughs> yeah. That's I
0: uh, the 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 uncut listeners will have much more context for that. Um but yeah i i don't know it might also just like i'm trying to be as objective about it as i can but also film is a subjective experience so you can't as much as like it's important to to go through the exercise of looking at film objectively um if a movie hits with you it hits with you if it like if it if it gets to you on a deep level there's a reason for that and it might be where you are at in your life in that moment. And the last two weeks of my life have been a little bit tumultuous. And here was this like bright spot in the middle of all of that. And maybe that's part of it for me. But uh, that also doesn't change anything. You know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. like, is that a mitigating factor for why this is my favorite Pixar movie? Maybe maybe like sitting on the couch with my wife and my daughters and enjoying a movie. And the four of us sitting quietly and watching a movie for the first time ever uh, is a big deal for me personally. So that might inform part of it. But then also there's all of these technical things that I've talked about that are also like, it's spot on. I think it's, I I think, I think it, it has those merits as well, but, but it, but those things might just be hitting a little bit harder for me because it's like just because of the time and place sort of thing as well. So I don't know. I'd say, I would say watch it again. Let me know what you think. I, I, but that's my feeling on it. I talked a lot. Do you have anything that you need to add about the movie Luca?
1: (laughs) I mean, I, I really appreciate you having gone into such detail for it because for me, I like that a way uh, in addition to the artistry, that I there was something that I really hit for me about the story of it and this like this like relationship between these two boys and uh, just like what it means to fit in and to be an outcast and and the I mean the good parenting like how do you be a parent when you're separated and like create like this like safe space for your daughter who is an outcast when she comes to visit you and anyways I just think that it was overall there was some really awesome things that aren't in. A ton of other movies um and then it just it just allowed i mean it 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 was allowed to be what it was and, and it was also beautiful so i think that that's that's kind of cool so i don't know i i think you you talked about the things that that were necessary so thank you for for going through all of those and i think in, in everything else i really liked just the core of of the narrative as well i think it was yeah. surprising it wasn't just what i expected it to be so which is great
0: yeah Cool. Know, hopefully, that's that's helpful. Uh, I mean, I think we did it.
1: Yeah, I think we did it.
0: I think it was nice yeah. to, uh, to talk about something positive <laughs> for a change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something right. Something that we loved. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I like I said, well, I'll I'll be back next week with uh, I I I have too many podcasts. Uh Metaphysical <laughs> fiction, I wanted to say faster, more intense, but that's not true. We're not doing faster more intense right now uh yeah, metaphysical fiction uh with Carl, we're gonna talk about Independence Day. I am looking forward to that conversation because that movie is um so special and so awful, yeah, but so it. great yeah. it is it is a contradiction in and of itself. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it it defies everything and ends up being probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, that is certainly oh, because it was sure. 1996, 97, 96. Right. Uh, uh, I think
1: so. But it was something that it's it's one of my favorite movies of all time, too. Like, I loved Bill Pullman um, and Jeff Goldblum. They were like two of my absolute favorite actors in the 90s and mm-hmm. I, it's fully because of independence day like yeah. i remember just loving and bill pullman also was in while you were sleeping which i also quite enjoyed but like and, so, and jeff goldblum was in jurassic park so like yeah. there, there was like this sort of trifecta of like and my then, favorite and then you've got will smith
0: as well right so
1: <laughs> yes that's true he was he's not like my super ultimate favorite
0: person Um but, but he was the, he was the moment will smith was the moment in 1996 97 because he had the two years in a row where he had I uh back to back Alien summer blockbusters number one movies uh, of the year sort of I maybe of the year I don't know but uh yeah Independence Day and then Men in Black right so yes. and then Wild Wild West which we don't talk I
1: about. I did I enjoyed that soundtrack a lot and I feel you know like the soundtrack wouldn't have existed without the movie Wild so.
0: Wild West is one of those ones where it's like is this movie bad yes does it have redeeming <laughs> qualities not really. Uh, does it star a bunch of phenomenal actors at the top of their game a hundred percent
1: a hundred percent
0: you could yeah it's it's great yeah Kenneth Branagh's the bad guy
1: oh yeah oh my gosh right I have never until this moment clocked that that was Kenneth Branagh because he does such a good job and it doesn't look like him yeah oh my gosh that is amazing Welcome yeah. to the Quack Podcast, where we drop pop culture knowledge all day long, or uh, once every two weeks. <laughs> well, For I an do,
0: and then you just kind of you just kind of react to me dropping pop culture knowledge.
1: Basically, basically, where you can yeah. watch Amanda, listen to Amanda.
0: Anyways, I mean, yeah, like 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 such a the, the 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 four leads in that movie: Will Smith, Kevin Kline, Kenneth Branagh, and uh, Salma Hayek. Yeah, you know, good stuff yeah. there. And some yeah. amazing special effects, uh, giant spider that was originally intended for a Superman movie. Did you know that story? No. Yeah. So Kevin Smith talks about this on on I believe the first evening with Kevin Smith DVD, um, nice. which is like when he would do his like like talking engagements uh, yeah. and that sort of thing. And he would tell the story of when he was hired to do the Superman movie for uh uh tim burton and uh man who was the i'm trying to remember the the producer of that movie because it's the same person who produced wild wild west so he was given he was given certain criteria to write the the screen the screenplay for superman lives uh okay and, John
1: Peters
0: uh, yes, yeah okay. uh, and and one of those things is that that Superman must fight a giant mechanical spider in the third act. <laughs> and Kevin Smith was like, really he has to like this is one of and and he was like, yeah, he has to. that's I'm not making this movie unless Superman fights a giant mechanical spider in the third act. And Kevin Smith being Kevin Smith and a huge comic book fan was like, okay, cool. I mean, it's a th- this is a little like this is you know you're kind of you're kind of uh, putting me in a corner but it's Superman like there are at least three villains Is this villains. the
1: Superman Is this the Superman one with Nicolas Cage?
0: It would have been, yeah.
1: <gasps> no way. Yeah. Oh. And
0: and oh he's like goodness it's goodness. like yeah like there are there are at least three supervillains that we could draw from that could have a giant mechanical spider at the end of this <laughs> movie. And I think that I think if I remember right that that Kevin Smith wanted to go with Brainiac. Which, like, oh, okay. that makes sense, right? Yeah, Brainiac is yeah. invading, and, and how's he going to beat Superman with a giant mechanical spider that they have to fight in the third act? It's perfectly legitimate. Sure. But yeah. that movie never got made. And then Kevin Smith tells the story. When he tells the story, he always, like, he ends it with, uh, and then however many years later, I'm sitting in the theater watching Wild Wild West, and lo and behold, in the third act, a giant mechanical spider that they have to defeat. And then the credits roll. And yep, John Peters. <laughs> there it goes. He f- he finally got his, his giant, giant mechanical, mechanical. spider. Um, uh, so amazing. Wild Wild West is connected to Superman in that way. And therefore a holds a special place in my heart. And I think it's actually it's a lot of it's fun just it's, just a great, lot of, it's,
1: it's just such a fun movie it's, it's so just
0: fun it's not the movie anyone asked for <laughs> no nobody right? needed the movie to exist <laughs> but and 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 coming off of independence day and men in oh, black yeah. i think people Which just had very high big. expectations for yeah. uh for wild wild west and it just yeah. it, look here's the thing 1999 all right Phantom Menace The Matrix Wild Wild West uh Tarzan was also that summer uh I don't know there might not be a better summer for movies I don't know
1: that's I mean it was it was pretty good I will say ninety
0: nine was a good year
1: w- Will Smith like the best um movie experience I've had where Will Smith unexpectedly shows up because you can just tell that he was like contractually obligated to to not pull out of this movie or something is he's in winter's tale the film that's like um what you call it it has a uh, oh colin F- farrell and no not colin farrell colin farrell colin farrell i don't know and and russell Crowe. anyways he um he has like a decent role in it and you can just tell that he probably was like nope i want nothing to do with this film you can't put me in any of the like marketing material because it's like the film doesn't make sense if his character doesn't exist and it's sort of it's sort of like a really weird like he just sort of comes out of nowhere and you're like what will smith is in this movie anyway
0: is he really because like when i look at when i yeah when i look at it on imdb it's like
1: yep he's hidden all the way in the bottom of the credits like i don't know what is going on i think he just wanted to distance himself from this film but like It is a super weird, like, cause you, you look at Winter's Tale and it's marketed like this romance. It's like a deep fantasy film, like deep, like deep cuts of like time, like, like unaging people and like mythical, um, like biblical stuff. And it's like, it's pretty intense. I've Um, never
0: seen this movie. Yeah. And. Uh, you, yeah. You're you're blowing my mind right now because like I'm yeah. looking at this cast and it's like Colin Farrell, uh, yeah. Jennifer Connelly, Russell Crowe Matt is yeah. in it. Yeah, I, I, like it's
1: William Hurt, isn't it? William like Hurt's in it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what it was. I because it's one of those movies that they didn't know how to market. Because if you went in trying to expect this movie that you see in the poster, like this lovey, like, I'm in love with this woman, then you're sorely disappointed when you watch the movie. I enjoyed it because it was two of my favorite things. It was like some random, like, sort of like mythical romance and then just straight up like fantasy and like action and, like, it was... but if you didn't know that that's what you were getting into and you weren't me very specifically yeah. the movie would have really like put you off so i can imagine that people like people don't know how to talk about this movie because it doesn't fit into any real category it's a great fun time and like i say will smith is in the movie and you're like oh okay <laughs> cool
0: interesting <laughs> Anyways, yeah interesting
1: it's a, uh, it's worth exploring. It's it's a uh, it's super random. It's got a
0: six point two out of ten on uh, IMDb. I don't yeah. necessarily know what that means. I guess I'm I guessing know. that's based on yeah. user reviews, but,
1: but uh, potentially. But yeah, don't look up who Will Smith plays because it it um ruins a okay. core part of the movie. Okay. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> anyways,
1: Fair. I mean you can you can, but then you're like who's it? Who's he play? What is this movie about? And then, I mean, I will say if they were able to market it as the, like the Russell Crowe, Will Smith storyline, that would have completely changed like the movie. So it'd be interesting. Anyways, Winter's Tale. Wild, Wild West. We're all about those deep cuts here yeah. at the Thunderquake podcast. <laughs> have a Will Smith weekend.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Enjoy. Uh, uh <laughs> Cool. I uh, yeah that's it we we already tried to end the podcast once and then we fell into another. i'm sorry role. no it's okay i did i, do, I went there too uh <laughs> yeah. I, I thank you guys for listening we'll be back in a few weeks with another episode we'll see you guys in august <laughs> for another yeah. regular episode of the thundercrack podcast but uh there's stuff in between so i uh, thank you guys for listening we'll catch you on the next one
1: stay safe everybody wash your hands and be kind to one another
0: Follow the Thunderquack Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching the Thunderquack Podcast. You can support us in three ways. First, by heading to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review. Second, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch from your favorite podcasts. And last but not least, by heading to patreoncom thunderquack to kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get cool rewards like early access and extended episodes. The Thunderquack Podcast is the official podcast of Thunderquack.com. Head to Thunderquack.com to discover more great podcasts.